0: This is episode 186 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to be talking about how to become a top beauty influencer with Shasady Stevenson. I am so excited to speak to her. This is a true blue entrepreneur, multiple facets to her business, and she is doing so many great things and wasn't really on a path that you ordinarily would expect in the beginning. So you are definitely going to want to dive in and listen to this episode. As always, I appreciate you guys so much when you leave a review on the podcast. It just helps to get new guests. So if you have a quick second rate and review, I would truly appreciate it. All right, let's dive in. Hi, Shastity. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. I am so excited to dive into this conversation. Will you start off by introducing yourself and your business? My name is Shastity
1: Stevenson, and I am 35 years old. I'm a hairstylist and texture expert here in Charlotte, and I am the owner of Sky Salons and the creator of the Curly Littles Foundation. I'm sorry, Curly Littles Campaign.
0: Very good. We're going to dive into all the different aspects of your business. Um, You are a beauty influencer powerhouse. I was looking, of course, on Instagram, trying to find out all the information I possibly could about you. Um, But as an entrepreneur uh, with an online presence, as well as a person with clients in the sky salons, where did you get started? Because I feel like there's so many facets to your business.
1: You're exactly right. Um, So I started 12 years ago in Louisiana. I'm a Louisiana girl. And um, it was when I made the decision that after graduating from LSU, I um, was pursuing um, medical school. And so I obviously made a complete (laughs) left turn and decided against it. Um, But I can say it's definitely a decision that I have not looked back. I don't regret it at all. So um, it started with me staying on the same street as the Aveda Institute. And I would drive by every day, just curious, like, what happens in there? Hair was always a passion. It was a hobby but I never really looked at it like, um, you know, a career. Um, and it just took me that one day going in and I made the phone call to my mom, like I'm doing it. And, um, like I said, going from hairstylist to a hair or lifestyle beauty brand, that was an even bigger jump. Um, but it was something I felt, you know, it's just, you know, it felt natural to me.
0: Yes. So you started as a hairstylist, like working with people. Did you do weddings? Did you do like, I know prom, a lot of times people will get their hair done. Where did you kind of start with in-person clients?
1: Uh, definitely in the salon. Um, but I will have to say my first group of guinea pigs were my sorority sisters. (laughs) Um, having taken, um, a more non-traditional route, most hairstylists, you know, um, most of us don't go to college, you know, most of us go, you know what you want to do and you go straight down that creative path. Um, for me, um, I kind of had that built in group of um, network of women um, from college. And so they were all up for, you know, me, me, me tried on me first. So um, I was a girl that, you know, if any of them needed anything, when we we're in college, you know, they knew i could do it, but it wasn't something, like, I really, like, pushed, and so once the opportunity came, like, even as clients, and once I was taking clients in hair School, like, they were up for it, so I definitely started in the salon, Um, and then, obviously, you know, word spread to relatives, and, you know, things like that, so I was doing proms, I was doing weddings, and so definitely behind the chair in the salon was my my first
0: gig. Okay, and what made you start an online presence, because you have a large as a beauty influencer, you have a large presence for me, obviously, you
1: know, with the growth of social media, um, that was a big push, but I didn't just want to have like one, just to have it. I always look for ways to kind of, um, how can I cover more territory, cover more ground. And so with, uh, Instagram, that's that's where i started and then i went on to have the website but i wanted to see like how can i have like the central place um put all of my thoughts all of my suggestions all of my tips in one platform or one place where people can have access to it at all times or in no matter where they are that you don't have to sit in my chair to be a client or you know um a follower you know so um that is what prompted me to be like you know what let me let me take this to the next level Yes.
0: No. Absolutely. And you also have since you also have a podcast. When did you add that into the business model? So September 2019 was when I launched the
1: podcast. If this chair could talk, um, but I actually trained and um, took all of the you know courses to you know learn how to work the um, things in the studio a year before. So I had this really bad habit of thinking I have to have everything perfect before I launch something. And a friend told me, you know, most great things go through a series of evolution. And so I just had to like, like, you know what, stop sitting on this, stop, um, you know, thinking everything has to be right. Um, Because as I now know, even with my website and, you know, other online, like I'm constantly changing things. So I finally, a year later, it was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And, um, I did. So last fall was when we launched and it's been amazing, an amazing way to, um, have the conversations that I have in the salon, like I said, but with a much larger audience, because they're, they're things that everyone deal, deal with, you know, so
0: it's pretty cool. Yes. No, absolutely. I think a lot, probably a large part of my audience that was listening kind of was like, yes, I'm that perfectionist too. I totally get it. Cause so many of us are, it's that yeah. kind of like, I want it all to be pretty. It needs to look perfect. And yep. it's almost that fear of starting. Yep. Um, we've been talking a lot on the podcast recently and a lot of the interviews that I've done where that uncomfortable feeling of starting is always where the growth then happens because you have to get uncomfortable to actually make any sort of strides forward for sure. Yeah.
1: And it's yeah. kind of like, you know, that the whole saying of, um, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough, you know, and I can tell you, I have been pretty scared a lot of <laughs> 2019 and 2020. So I'm hoping, you know, that holds true. <laughs>
0: Yes. No, absolutely. I think 2020, we all are going to, anytime we all say that year, I think we're all going to kind of squirm in our seats when we think about it. <laughs> And for a very good reason, so obviously we're recording this, COVID is already here, we've been in in quarantine, out of quarantine, we're in phase, I think two here in Charlotte area, Um, and you are actually working on a huge piece, something else to your business, Sky Salons. What is your vision for that? So my vision is
1: for Sky Salons, it's a collective beauty experience that I'm really big on, selling an experience i've never really been a good seller of products i've never really been a good like pusher of things but an experience you know i got you i can i can sell you on that because i think that's what most of my audience um connects to so as far as the environment um i went for casual casual sophistication like a laid-back luxury vibe for both my clients, as well as um, the creatives, you know, um, the people that we bring on board, uh, as well as, um, like I said, the experience. We hold some of Charlotte's top, most sought, out of, sought after industry professionals. So um, I believe in putting out a quality product and just, like I said, cultivating, you know, a cus- the, the consumer experience. That's super important. So we are a boutique um, style um, salon suites concept. So you still have that ability to be your own boss and, you know, structure and um, operate in your own space as you wish, but also having that, you know, place for, you know, community and culture to come together.
0: Okay. So it talks about it, 2020 makes us scream, right? In mm-hmm. our seat. How is it, how has it been affecting, what have you been able to kind of decide to do moving forward? I know for me, I also, so not a salon or anything like that, but I had an in-person conference scheduled for April where Mm -hmm. we were supposed to have 75 women from around the country flying in for this. Um, and we changed it to a virtual conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, what have you been doing with, because of COVID?
1: Man, um, Well, I I agree. COVID has definitely thrown us all for a loop, Um, but I think it's all about just kind of, you know, bending and adjusting. Um, Lucky for me um, in developing the concept, not even knowing, I think, you know, God just gave me the vision because obviously, you know, who would have ever thought this was going to happen? Um, A lot of the structures and the amenities that we have in place are kind of, you know, in compliance with the, you know, social distancing, um, rules that we have to, you know, follow, um, as well as, um, you know, just having the ability to not like in traditional salons, for instance, where, you know, it's a big open space, you're having blow dryers and things like that. Um, that's not the case really the only, um, Areas where we'll be affected right now, like you said, we're in phase two, and we are not able to operate at one hundred percent capacity uh, occupancy. So we're you know having to reduce that. But another great thing is we're open twenty four hours. Stylists can come and go as they please. They can um, schedule clients, you know, however they'd like. You know, whatever works for them. So that those are some you know really great uh, benefits in being in the space like Sky. Um, but I think just making sure that we're smart, you know, like. You know, with the washing of the hands, the cleansing of your um, tools, and things like that. And I've I've been very fortunate thus far. Uh, clients are very compliant, and um, you know they know that we're not you're not going to get serviced if we don't follow rules one, two, three, four, five. Like I've got it listed out. So um, so far, it's been okay. Um, and with our numbers rising here in Charlotte, um, I'm glad that we can't operate you know, at full capacity because I know all the ladies are eager to get in there and (laughs) I'm pretty sure people will just, you know, they're not, they'd be pressed to get in there sooner than, you know, they probably should. So.
0: Yes. No, absolutely. So now you mentioned when we were talking about all the different areas of your business, you mentioned Mm -hmm. the Curly Little campaign. Tell me about that.
1: So the Curly Littles campaign is something again, that took me about 12 months after the original idea to like get going. Cause to be honest, I was, I was kind of scared, you know, just like of, um, how well it would do. Um, I knew there was a market for it. So essentially what it is, we're exclusively on Facebook and it's an online hairstyling community for parents of, um, kids with curly hair. Um, it's, I wanted to create a safe space for, for parents because it was, it, it started from, I would get questions in the salon from parents that um, either had like adopted kids, they um, had um, biracial, multiracial families, um, foster parents, and even just, you know, parents who form a straight hair and their kid has curly hair, you know, just intimidated and afraid and just lost on like, what do I do with my kid's hair? And as you know, um, as a woman, you know, hair plays a major role in your self-esteem, your self-image. And um, I was like, you know what? Again, let me put all this information in one place where there are other people that have the same issues, the same struggles. Um, So I don't, A, there'll be one resource, one place they can get all the resources that they need. So that's what I did with Curly Littles. And so um, we've grown to, we're close to 500 members um, that we're very focused on helping those parents, um, understand, you know, how to have healthy at home, you know, hair care routines for their kids.
0: So so is that a free Facebook community or is it like a paid membership? Absolutely free. And, um, we do,
1: um, we were planning this summer as we did last summer, we have, um, camps around Charlotte. And so last year we had, um, parents come in and we had kid models and we walked through like just the basics um and like i said we were hoping to do it again this year we'll probably look to doing something like you said on a virtual level but i mean it's been amazing just to have the parents um kind of cheer each other on and suggest you know um things that have worked for the, their kids but I, I believe in if you can get confident parents cut parents confident early on then that's transferred to the kids so that's yes. our goal.
0: No, absolutely. That is amazing. And I love that you offer that as part of just a community that can ask questions. And like you said, it's a safe environment for them to be able to ask that. So that's amazing. Right. Thank you. So now, what is your best piece of advice for beauty influencers? I always, I love asking you this question. <laughs> so does it have to be just one? No, you can give multiple.
1: Okay. Like, are you kidding? My people will love multiple. <laughs> so for me, um, Like we just said, I'm very like type A. Like I need like to be like super focused on like what it is that I'm trying to achieve. So for me, I would say that decide on what it is that you want to use your influence for. You know, there are many different avenues, whether it's to make money. Some people strictly just want to make money. They want to advertise, you know, products or, you know, clothes, whatever it is. Um, do you want are you just trying to grow following? You want followers. Um, do you want to motivate? Do you, you know, um, want to share, you know, your stories and experiences, it's, you know, and there's a way to do all of that. But, um, for me, I think it's just important to decide, you know, what your end goal is with whatever it is that you're, you know, an influencer of. Um, and I think for me, it was important to, you know, only promote things that I believe in that I can stand behind because that's why people follow me. They trust me Um, And so I don't want to ever like, you know, promote a product just because someone's paying me to do it. Um, I don't want to promote something just because it's popular Um, or even um, on the same token of promoting, um, talk bad about, you know, maybe some products that, you know, are getting a bad reputation or, you know, if it has not happened um, for me or in my chair, if I haven't had that experience, then it's just something that I'm very, you know, um, careful about Um, and I think also, um, going to the whole being Insta famous, um, I, I, you know, I have a pretty decent following, but I'm not, you know, your 20,000, you know, million follower um, influencer. But I think that what's important is that if you have 500 followers that you can convert those into 500 customers, you know, even if it's 20, um, you know, if they are, believing in you and buying from you and you know supporting you I think that's more important than just having a certain number um because I think you'll get a better return on your investment when you have a your Instagram for instance or your online presence whether it's your website that's an investment you know you spend money on um making it look great um on you know um updating things of that nature so I don't want to just be doing that just to put money out I want to be getting money back in your pocket. That's the whole point of, you know, you're not doing this for free or for fun, you know? So, um, that is my biggest thing. And just making sure that you aren't solely just in one Avenue, you know, like for instance, if you grow following of 10,000 on Instagram, do you have a way to reach those people outside if, if Instagram breaks down or goes down for the day? Um, have an email list because, To me, if you don't have that, you know, another way to sell to those people or to reach those people, um, then you can't make money. Those contacts are useless for you. So
0: that's my (laughs) spiel. I love them. So good. And for those wondering what Jenny was doing when she said about the email list, I was clapping very (laughs) quietly because you all know that are listening that that is the number one thing that I constantly want to talk about, especially if you have a large influence on Instagram, whatever it might be. Grow that list. And I think everything that you said is connected to that authenticity, right? You're talking about not promoting products that you're not comfortable about Um, and really knowing the end game. I -hmm. think that's the piece that a lot of people will miss is they'll start creating content just to create it with no end game in mind. And if you do that, you're not going to be able to make the money because you don't know how you're going to do that.
1: You have no direction like where where it's a lot of times I feel it's really popular these days just to be Insta famous. Um, and I, Hey, I guess if that's your you know thing, then go for it. Um, I just don't think that ultimately that's not enough, Like that, that just doesn't get you the money that you're um, looking
0: for, you know? Yes. And there are so many ways that you can set up that Instagram profile and set up the content that you create so that it, does have an end game. There is a way to grow your list there. There is a way to get them to your products and services that you're trying to offer while growing that audience. And I think something that you've done a great job, like you said, is that you get that engagement from your audience. Those are people that are going to convert into people that are going to be clients. They're going to be part of your um, group that you have for the little curlies campaigns. Mm -hmm. I just think that's absolutely the way things need to be done. So Love it. Thank you. <laughs> of course. So tell us where the best places are to connect with you a bit more. Don't forget your podcast because I definitely, my podcast listeners are podcast listeners. So we definitely want to mention that as well. Great.
1: Um, yes. Yeah, so we'll start with the podcast. If this chair could talk, I'm on um, Apple, I'm on Spotify, on Podbean as well. Um, follow me on Instagram, on Shasady Styles as well as sky salons. And, um, we would love all of our moms and dads, you know, whether you have, you know, curly kids, you may have curly nephews or, you know, um, nieces, um, join us at the Curly Littles campaign Facebook group. And, um, for all things Chastity, please subscribe just to my website. So com, And you can see things from, you know,
0: hair related all the way up
1: to travels. So
0: it's okay. all there. No, that is great. Definitely make sure. And I think with the, curly, the, the um, curly Littles campaign, it's important that even if you don't have someone, like you said, like a nephew or niece, pass it to someone that you know could possibly use it, that you have Absolutely. someone, if you have a friend or family member that you could pass it on to. I just think it's such a great community to be able to foster. Um, so definitely, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and share your knowledge with my audience. I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Thanks for letting me sit on the other side. (laughs) I appreciate it. Of course. All right. Well, there you have it. Clearly, Shasity is a multi-talented entrepreneur that has so much going for her at just 35 too, might I add. So if you haven't already, please make sure just follow along with her, whether it is listening to her podcast or even just on Instagram. As always, you can share a, take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram stories. You can tag me at Jenny underscore Melrose, as well as at Shastity.com. And we will make sure that we obviously send you a DM back for for sharing that. And also, we'll possibly most likely reshare it. I appreciate you guys so much for taking the time to listen in. If you could take a quick second, leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. I would so appreciate it. All right, guys. Till next time, I will see you all then.